What's poppin' y'all? It's your man DJ Steph Floss here with episode 7. Yes, lucky number 7 of our Friends of the Program podcast. And today, we're gonna be tapping in with my good friend, Heather Haynes, a.k.a. Homegirl Heather, my homegirl, everyone's homegirl. She's a, a producer, video producer, director, uh, creator, um, an amazing, amazing person, an amazing friend. And she has an amazing job and some amazing things going on right now, um, like many of us do. Today is, uh, for me, probably day, day, I don't know, day like 12 or so of this quarantine due to the COVID-19 and I'm making the best out of this situation. I think a lot of us are. So, um, you know, I just wanted to, you know, before I give her a call, tell everybody to keep their heads up, keep working, keep doing whatever you can do to make you and your loved ones happy. Um, stay inside, check on your family, wash your hands, do everything that everybody has already been telling you guys to do. And most importantly, make sure you stay tapped in with myself as well as the Friends of the Program podcast. So let me call um, Heather right now. And uh, you know what I'm saying? So we can have a nice little chat. You can get to know another one of my very, very dope friends. Of course, as always, I have to try to figure out this Skype situation. Here we go. Here we go. Hello. Heather, what's poppin'? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So um, we're rolling right now. We want to welcome everybody out once again to episode seven. Heather, you're lucky number seven of my friends of the program podcast. How do you feel about that? I feel great. Seven is number of completion. <laughs> is it? Oh, okay. Now you're a holy person. I, I didn't. I don't really think I know that side of you. But uh, <laughs> what are you doing over there? I'm chilling. You know. I've been to watch a lot of TV today, so. <laughs> you know what's crazy? It's such a weird question. I was talking about guy Jamal the other day, and it's just a, um, you get so comfortable with how we speak to each other. We're like, yeah, so what are you doing? What are you doing today? We're all doing the same thing. We're in the house. We're in the house chilling, working. We're in the house. It's not really too much. I got to stop asking people what you're doing, because I know. Yeah, it's nothing <laughs> really that exciting. <laughs> all right, so look, Heather, before we get into, um, you know, the meat and potatoes of this, um, I'm not sure if I really explained to you what I'm doing with my podcast. So basically, I, I started this podcast, Heather, as a as a means to showcase and highlight um, some of my amazing friends that I have in you know this industry as well as other industries. I just feel like I've, I I know some very dope people, and I want the world to know them as well as I do. And you are one of those very dope individuals that I know. So, you know, I just wanted to let you know that that's why you're on here right now. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So before we get started, I like to do this thing where we have some icebreakers and I'm, I'm, uh -huh. I'm going to ask you five random questions and then, um, you know, we're going to proceed with whatever else I have going on. So my first question to you right now with everything going on, what are you currently watching or binging on Netflix, Hulu or whatever your streaming platform is? Um, my favorite show right now is Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu uh, with Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington. I think it's a great show. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. But I wish I could binge watch it. Like they release it every week, I guess, like oh, episodic. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that Hulu. But it makes that. me yeah, that makes me like anxious to watch it. Uh, I just finished Tiger King on Netflix. That was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. Yo, don't tell me about so. it because I'm on episode two of Tiger King right now. And I, hopefully yeah. we don't ruin this for anybody. But it started off with homegirl losing her arm. And then she's like, um, I, I don't I don't want to get the surgery. I'm going to just get it taken off so I could go back to work. I'm like, yo, what is wrong with her? Yeah, it only gets more insane. Like each episode, like... <laughs> Each episode like supersedes the previous episode on insanity. Oh my god. Anything else you watching? Uh what else? I wanna watch All American and that's what it's called, right? On Netflix. I keep hearing everyone keeps you. telling yeah. me to watch that. So I'm gonna probably watch that next as well. So you're watching a couple of things. I'm watching the um the joint with Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington as well. I I'm like a huge Reese Witherspoon fan, so when I saw her, that she had a new show, I was like, let me tap into that. I'm doing uh, The Tiger King. I'm doing 
Uh, oh, yo, there's this, there's a, like, I feel like an old lady watching this, but it's so good. It's called Grace and Frankie. You got to watch that on Netflix. Grace and Frankie. Yeah, my mom watches that. Oh, okay. my God. I love it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe I'll watch that to support you and my mother. So, okay. <laughs> uh, what? Snowfall. I'm catching up on Snowfall uh, on my block. Um, and then, you know, every, like, every Monday and Wednesday, I watch the Ratchet, the Ratchet VH1 shows. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> If you okay. could if you could choose what celebrity to be quarantined with right now, who would it be? Just one. Rihanna. Oh my god, you're gonna take mine. That was mine. One. Yeah, like who doesn't want to be quarantined with Rihanna? We'll be doing makeup videos, all type of shit. Get your like, get your TikTok lit. <laughs> TikTok will be lit. I'm sure she'll have some gossip about some of these dudes in the industry. Well, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I got other plans. Mm -hmm. Well, not plans, but I got other reasons why I would want her. You know, I, I, I just want I want her to get the album out. That's what I would want. That's that would be my preference to get the album out. What's one thing that you've discovered about yourself within the past two or three weeks that we've been on this COVID nineteen um, hiatus? That I am a great cook. I already uh, knew that, but now uh, I'm like, damn, I really know how to cook. And that I'm also kind of a introvert, like. Everyone keeps checking on, on me, and they're like, how are you doing? You said an expert. No, an introvert. Oh, 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 oh. I don't like, see Everyone's that checking you. on me. Yeah, everyone's checking on me, thinking I like to be out in the streets. I'm just good at being out in the streets, but I enjoy <laughs> being home as much as possible. Yo, somebody, I think Lena Waite said it. I was, um, I've been adapting to this, like, pretty, pretty easily, and I started to realize, like, this is pretty much my life as far as like me DJing and stuff, I don't really like to come out the house until I have to go to work or go to a gig or ha absolutely have to. But then um, Lena Wave says something like, I realized I'm not like a, a stay at home body. I'm a do whatever the, I want to do body. And it's just like, just because I can't go outside now it's like, I want to go outside. But I'm loving, like I'm actually loving this reset time and time in the house and working on things from over here. So I think as a lot of us, all right. Um, Me too. Very, very random question. As a, as mm -hmm. a, as a self-proclaimed amazing chef that you are, um, what's your favorite eye on the stove? My favorite what? Eye? Yeah, what's your favorite eye on the, you, the eyes? It's four eyes on, well, some have five eyes on the stove. You call it an eye? That's what really are, what it's called for. Yeah, what do they call What do you call it? A burner. A, a burner? Oh, they call eyes. They're called eyes. I never heard of such a thing. I was today years old when I found that out. Well, happy birthday. It's called an eye. We'll say burner because you're the guest. What burner is your favorite? The front right one. All right, you're perfect. Anything else is uncivilized. I tell people that. On, I say, yo, front right, is the, that's the first one you need to go to in any occasion. I saw somebody put yeah. like, back left. I said, that's that's. That's nonsense. You burn up your arm. Like if you're making grits, they're popping everywhere. You eat grits, right? <laughs> you eat grits, right? Of course I do. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about your Southern roots in a minute. All right. Top five black TV shows of all time. Don't have to be in order. Okay. Not in order because that's very hard to do. Oh, that's kind of a hard-ass question. Top five black TV shows. Uh, I want to say The Game. All right. The, the Game. All right, let's the talk. original one. I'm sorry, but before you continue on, the game always rubbed me the wrong way because girl Melanie was she was a freak and she was very wrong in everything that she did. Am 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 I oh tripping? My or God. I, am I being girl like a, a fucking asshole? Girl. Am I being like a misogynist or like am I being just a typical? Yeah. Man? No, you're crazy. That man did everything for that lady, and then like. She was she was cheating. She she the man asked her not to be around homeboy that was the football player because it'd make him look bad. What did she do? Hanging out with him, cheating with him, doing all this stuff. All Derwin did was pay for that woman to go to college, and he messed up one time. He had a girl pregnant. Okay, fuck well, out of here. He wasn't with her. He was not with her when he got that woman. It doesn't pregnant. matter. Janine well, got pregnant. It was a wrap after that. They weren't together at all. It all went downhill. All right. But girl, Melanie was trash. Anyway, all right. So that's one. What's, what's your other four? Um, 
Let's see. When I was young, I used to love one-on-one. That was a great show. Yo, this is why I love you. I don't want to keep interrupting you, but you know my cousin created that show. Rest in peace, Janetta T. Boone. She, um, her anniversary of her passing was actually the other day, uh, March 20th. She passed last year. That's my blood cousin. She created that show. That's amazing. That's, oh my God, like, I was obsessed with that show. Oh my, did you watch the spinoff cuts? Yeah, with Ray J. And also, I signed a petition when they shut um, UPN or whatever, CW, whatever it was, down. I signed a petition to keep one-on-one, and he didn't. I was pissed. Oh, my God. Yo, that's so dope. I can't wait to tell my family about this. They'll hear it. Like, that's yeah, so- because I wanted to see if Tyler Pratt broke her virginity to Ray J, but it just fucking ended. I was oh, like, yeah. oh. Because they went to the beach house. Yeah, remember they went to the yeah. beach house? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yo, that's crazy. That's is yeah. That's my cousin. Like I, I went out there for that hundredth episode. Shout out to the hundredth episode because those actors and actresses are still getting paid those residuals when that show shows, as well as you know, Yannetta and the family. But uh, yeah, that's my family. So great, great choice of show. All right. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, Fresh Prince. Classic. Yeah, I was I was more of a Fresh Prince fanatic and a martin fanatic i know that's a big debate in black culture huge i watch both huge i watch both of them don't get me wrong but like i resonated more with the fresh prince okay but um let's see that's such a hard question moesha moesha okay that's four yeah you got one more Oh my god, that's just too hard. So I want to say like girlfriends. I want to say the Cosby Show, or I want to say uh, it's so much stuff I could. Just give me one, say. one, one, one. Uh, <clears throat> black shows. Mm. Okay, okay. I want to say it's Family Matters. I used to love that when I was little. Uh, shout out to Jaleel White, my guy. You see, you see what happened with Family Matters, like with Steve Urkel. When did he become like smooth and suave and there? When Stefan. Did Luke... Yeah, exactly, exactly, Stefan. Shout out to all. Oh, and sister, sister, what the hell? It's too many. Five is too hard. I have so many shows. <laughs> well, you got, you got, uh, you got some good ones in there. You want to know another uh, a funny fact though? Uh, so, so one on one is my cousin Yannetta's show. Uh huh. You know who else my cousin is? Who? LaFonda. What LaFonda? Who is LaFonda? You ever see uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. LaFonda, the black woman that was. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they, uh, what's his, his uncle? Yeah, that's my cousin. You know, remember she was on, she was on uh, Cuts. Mm-hmm. It's been off. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's my cousin as well. So Damn, you so lit. Your family lit. I mean, you know, that's that's what's going on over here. Shout out to Janetta once again. Yeah. But um, as we continue on, man, once again, this is episode seven. This is my homegirl Heather, Heather Haynes, everyone's homegirl Heather. Why do they call you homegirl Heather? Like where did that come from? Um, actually homegirl Heather comes from this is so random, but it comes from a little Wayne song. Called Alphabet Bitches, <laughs> <laughs> and he says H is for my hometown homegirl Heather. So, oh. like in New Orleans, when that song came out, they was like, "Yo, is he talking about you?" And I was like, "No, but okay." <laughs> so, like, they just ran with that because I'm the hometown homegirl Heather, according to Lil Wayne. Right, so, so everyone started calling me that. <laughs> so you live in New York now. You are from New Orleans. So, um, like I was telling everybody, you're an amazing, um an amazing friend of mine, um, an amazing person. You're a um, senior video producer and director at Viacom right now. Um, you're the creator of, um, I know the one thing you took the picture of me at, of Baddies and Brunch, as well as you have some other projects um, going on as well. So that's why I made the joke of everybody about you know watching the Ratchet TV on Mondays and Wednesdays on VH1 because um, my homegirl, Heather, She's the uh, producer of um, a few of those shows. And uh, before we get to that, though, so your background is you are, you hear the accent. Everyone hears the accent. You are from New Orleans and you love New Orleans, right? So what's your background? Where you, like, where are you from exactly? College, all of that. 
Okay, I'm from New Orleans. What are you, what are you doing? Drinking? What are you drinking? You're, oh yeah, I just had a sip of water. You're like on oh, an interview right now. Like, jeez, give me some respect. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. <laughs> I um, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, born and raised. Jim Tilly, seven ward, eight ward. Uh, what else? I went to college at Clark Atlanta University. Shout out to the AUC. And after college, I moved home for a year to like figure out what's next. And I always wanted to move to New York. That was like a dream of mine to move to New York. And also, I wanted to work in music and fashion, entertainment, all of the, all of it. Um, I interned in New York at Columbia Records at Complex. And then, long story short, Complex offered me a job. I took it in advertising and marketing. Then they launched Complex TV, and I transitioned to Complex TV because my degree was in uh, radio TV film with a concentration in television production. So it was like a perfect opportunity to launch Complex TV. And I did that for three years before going over to VH1, and I've been at VH1 for the past five years. Great, amazing story. So now, exactly, what do you do as a um, you know senior video producer um, and producer for VH1 or Viacom uh, VH1? So my day to day consists of me pitching original creative ideas that we can execute on our digital platform, as in Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. It's a huge priority right now. Uh, Snapchat, etc. So I kind of like lead the ideation, me and the rest of my co-producers on ideas for those platforms. And then we have a lot of shows on TV, as you guys may know, Love and Hip Hop, Black Ink Crew, T.I. and Tiny, et cetera, et cetera. So my job is to support those shows from a digital um, standpoint, whether it's like thinking of ways to, uh, you know, deep dive into the talent that's on a show with like interview series that supports the show or think of creative Instagram kind of thing. We can use that promotes the show. So things like that. So this is actually, um, because of your job is actually how we met. And, um, so as always, I like to let everyone know how I met my friends that come on, what are you doing? You're breaking glasses over there too. now. <laughs> be quiet. Uh, geez, be still. No, but, uh, so I like to let everyone know how uh, we met. So I actually was at home minding my business, um, not planning on going out. You know what? I was, but I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I was planning on going out because I had a party that night. So my guy Rodney, shout out to Young Rod the guy. Um, he hit me up like, yo, Steph, you're in Cleveland. I'm like, yeah. Um, he's like, well, my homegirl. This is so funny. I say this and that's your name. He's like, my homegirl, Heather, she's in town. She's a uh, producer for VH1. She's working on a show right now. And she's going to be in town and she, you know, probably wants to kick it. So I'm going to link you guys and you can take her out. I'm like, oh, yeah. And uh, what party would I have to do? It was actually kind of classic. I had to do the, uh, it was uh, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. It was Gabrielle Union's birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Gabrielle Union's birthday. Um, it was his, her birthday party. And it was like a pajama. No, 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 no. It was sweatpants and sneakers theme. And like DJ Quick ended up popping up. He was a special guest performer so i had uh heather meet me at the club this is our first time meeting so i'm like yo i gotta do this party boom, boom, boom. i'm gonna have you meet me there we're gonna party she came and i'll never forget like ronnie is like making me think you're ready like ready to super turn up and everything and you come in i'm like yo what you drinking and you're like you want a hot toddy or something i'm like what are you talking about a hot a hot toddy <laughs> i'm like what are you talking you're like i'm sick i'm like yo i don't care if you're sick or not we're partying we are drinking and like we had a good time. You ended up thinking it out, but I think you did. You end up leaving me earlier. Yeah, I first of all, well, oh, well, you got to tell the folks I was very prepared with my outfit. I thought you were gonna say I forgot to tell the people what show you're actually working on. She was working on a show with uh with Amon uh Shump, Cleveland Cavalier at the time, and Tiana Taylor. Uh, what was the name of the show? Yeah, Tiana and Iman. That was my show. Tiana and Iman. Yeah, you, I mean, your outfit was it was decent. It wasn't messy. I remember I had the crazy orange. I had the crazy mm-hmm. orange. I, yeah. No, it was This is me. You had time to prepare your outfit. This is me coming off the plane in, like, clothes that I didn't pack for a party. And I happened to have on 
my baked sweats and my Jordan ones. Okay, thank you. But yes, I was sick and I needed a hot toddy. <laughs> yeah, so we farted and um, I th we hooked up the next day. We went to um, Route Corner for like some breakfast, took it to the airport, and then that's where our, our friendship has. So, you know, for the most part, anytime I'm in New York, uh, I try to hook up with her. She's so busy. She like, sometimes she stands me up. And, you know, we did have a good time last time I was in New York. Uh, one of the last times at uh, Soho House, you got very, very drunk, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to harp on good that. Good night. That is not true. <laughs> so with you as a producer of these shows, the VH1 shows, um, you said, do you do all the Black Ink Crews? Um, yeah. All the Black Ink Crews. Black Ink uh, Crews. Love and Hip Hop New York, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, uh, T.I. and Iman when that show existed, uh, T.I. and Tiny. So, yeah, it, it varies, but those are my main shows right now. All right, we're not that far along into this, um, you know, into this quarantine process, like a couple weeks or so. But have you, mm -hmm. like, has your work been affected um, by the COVID-19 uh, crisis at, like, at all or in a major way or slightly, like, if it has been. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of been a little crazy because since I worked in digital space, like our job has only like ramped up. So right now I have a lot of video conference calls about creative ideas we can produce and execute digitally and remotely. So I've been in a tons of brainstorms. It's kind of all a little bit exhausting to be honest. Um, but I am happy to contribute to the content while people are at home looking for things to watch. So, yes, it has ramped up. Um, we're trying to figure out how to navigate it all and, you know, implement some balance into our work-from-home schedules. But it's still the ball is rolling. So, yeah, I have to bring some new ideas, like, literally every day for MCV and VH1. So has it been, I mean, has it has it been pretty smooth with the, with, with the whole team? No, it hasn't. Like, we... We're not falling short with ideas because, like, it's easy for me to come up with cool ideas. It's trying to figure out the best way to ex execute them. So we want to do a lot of things with, with um, our show talent, like, remotely. So it's, like, trying to figure out what equipment do we need to send them right, to shoot right. their own content. And then what system do we need to put in place to transfer the content from them to our editors to edit it to still make it look, you know, nice in some way. So we're trying to figure out the workflow right now. So that part is a bit confusing because everyone has like different ideas on how it should do, how it should go. But once we figure out the workflow part, I think we'll um, output a lot of dope content. But everyone is doing so. I think everyone right, right now is using their social media platforms right. um, to the best of their ability to keep the content rolling, keep people engaged, keep their brands popping. So I think it's a beautiful time on that front. Like, if you have anything to release digitally, I think you should do it. And like, yeah, I think it's dope. So I was I was going to say that your your job probably uh, well a lot of your job depends right now on the availability of um, the stars of each show because you could come up with these ideas and everything, but if like C's is sick or C's is busy or something like that, like you know what I'm saying, you're not going to be able to really pull this off are they are 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 is your talent on these shows are they pretty much easy to work with or like because you've been working with them for a while or does sometimes it gets hectic or you just don't like them and you could be honest <laughs> i mean i feel that's so funny i feel like uh it varies from day to day and from city to city um i've been there at the company for a while so i feel like once talent got comfortable with me and they like they know who i am then it's all good. I can, like, you know, talk to them and get the job done. But, like, if it's someone new who I'm not really familiar with, it might be a little harder to get um, across to them because a lot of talent has their guards up because they're used to show production and, like, the producers on the actual television show, they might, you know, do some shady shit or whatever. So it's kind of hard because we don't know how to separate the two. Like, I don't work for the show production. Like, production companies shoot the show and they sell it to VH1. Like, I work for the network, which is VH1. So a lot of talent gets confused. I'm like, I'm not out to get you guys. I'm out to help your show. <laughs> right, right, I'm, right. I'm out to, like, promote your show and to help your show get viewers. So you should probably want to work with me. 
But I've had good and bad experiences throughout my almost 10 years in the industry um, with different people. You know, but I charge it to the game. I don't really take things personally. I think maybe off in the beginning I did. But now if I have, like, if talent has a bad day and they, like, curse me out of some crazy shit, like, I'll, like, be upset at first. But then I'll get over it because I'm like, whatever. Like, people are crazy. <laughs> you know, one of the, uh, what are your what are your talent is actually from Cleveland. Do you have a relationship with her at all? Donna? Or what is that, Black Ink Crew, New York, or whatever? Oh, yeah. I love Donna. Donna yeah. is amazing. She's from, oh, before I get mad at you now, I'm going to I'm gonna get very, very mad. Did you, oh. come, did you come to Cleveland when they had their Cleveland show? What Cleveland show? Remember they came to Cleveland like for uh to visit Donna's family. Uh, she oh no no no. Mm -mm, mm -mm, oh, you didn't come. To, all right, I was I was about to get. Because that's the show production. Yeah, I'm not involved oh, in it. Okay. I was about to get very mad about that. Now this is something I've spoke with you, uh, uh, off the off the camera and off the microphone about. But I got to ask you on here because it is my podcast. I still probably what? I still probably won't ever tweet this. But you know, I love I love watching the Black Ink Crew New York. I love watching uh, Nine Mag Chicago. I really like the one in LA. What is that one called? I am Captain Black Ink Crew Compton. Black Ink Crew Compton. I really like that. But Heather, it, it's it's a lot more dark liquor drinking and partying than it is tattooing. Like, come on, come on, guys. When are you gonna do some tattoos on the show? This is true, but guess no, what? No, I have no. Heather, Heather, you're you're. They're giving us one tattoo every two weeks. Enough is enough. <laughs> it's called. A, it's a, it's a tattoo. It's a black ink crew. It's ink. It's like come on. We need more tattoos. Why don't why don't they get tattoos on the show? They get tattoos is when something gets like very very sentimental, and then the music goes down, and then they're like, oh yeah. You know, I got, I got, I was sick when I was eight and I started seeing angels. I thought I was about to pass. So I'm going to, I want to put an angel on my arm right here. Can you do this for it? And then that's the only tattoo for the next three weeks. What's it like, what's, what, like, is it, is it not a tattoo show? What are y'all doing? Uh, that's a lot of fans have commented on the lack of tattoos that's on the show. That's why me and my team created a digital series called Tattoo Tales. Where we have each artist from the show. Hold on, what is it called? Um, do a tattoo. Tattoo what, Tales. Tattoo Tales. And this is, like, where does this live? It lives on YouTube. Okay, cool. All right, so you have each artist from the show do a tattoo. and Yeah. And the tattoos usually have, like, a meaning behind it. So we cast um, people that want to get a tattoo that obviously symbolizes something. Then they meet the artist, and we film the entire process. And it's a lot of great storytelling. So my oh, favorite episode go. is with Ryan Ryan Henry from Black Ink Crew Chicago. Like he did them. a tattoo of um, it's like a mother and daughter um, tattoo that he did on this lady Latoya, whose daughter um, survived a fire. So wow. she's like a, she's covered in like third degree burns, and he did like a tattoo to honor them. It was dope, and a daughter was there. It was like so dope. That's my favorite episode. How long, and that's so, season one. So I got to go check it out. How long are each episode? Uh, They vary between like seven to nine minutes. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's perfect. That yeah. Up, no, that's, you know what y'all should do? If you can make this, I don't know if this would affect your job or whatever. But at the end of the show, you know, after everybody's fighting and then it's next time and then like the father is like running down the street or whatever. I can't wait to see that too, by the way. Um, Y'all should put to see more footage or something, see to see some actual tattoos, go check out Tattoo Tales on YouTube. On VH1's YouTube. I totally agree. Throw that out there. We need more Yeah, time. because it needs more views. It has a ton it has tons of views on Facebook. Like Facebook is a really popular platform for that show. But our main priority is YouTube. And the YouTube traffic is low, so please come run up my streams. I'm gonna definitely tell everybody and everybody that's listening right now. I'm gonna make sure I tell everybody to go check out Tattoo Tales on uh, VH1's YouTube. I'm so glad. Like that's like I I, I want to tweet that all the time, but there is not a person on that show that's above like responded to me, and I don't want to be beefing with nobody. 
over no time. There it is. I don't want those problems, but now I know that there's an outlet for it. So we got that going on right now. As, as from all of those shows, if you could, without being like making anybody mad, which one is your favorite to like work with and work on? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. I really don't know if I have a favorite. My favorite cast, I will say, is Black and Cruise Chicago, just because they're the most down to earth to me. Like we can kick it, we can like go eat after the shoot and drink and talk shit. And I, you know, that's you know my why? favorite cast. You know why? Because mm-hmm. they're from the Midwest. Yeah. They're from the Midwest. What that's does that how, mean? That's how we are from the Midwest. Like, like New York, New Yorkers, you're around them. No disrespect to New Yorkers. But, like, if it's not New York, it doesn't matter. Like, everything revolves around New York to a New Yorker. It's like, someone from New York would le- legit probably ask you, like, where's Cleveland? Where's Cleveland at? Like, where, what state is that in? Like, if it doesn't involve New York, it doesn't matter. But us Midwesterners... We're such good people. We're so loving and caring and down to earth and, you know, easy to deal with. So that's why that's said about Chicago. It makes sense now? It makes perfect sense. <laughs> you know, I'm saying, like, you see you see how we deal with each other. I love, also, I love the fact that there is a, um, a um, what do you call it, the um, Black Ink Crew LA, because I was wondering when you guys were going to ever ever like stretch out to the West coast because I know that like the ink game, I mean, he's not on there, but like with Mr. Cartoon and all of that, like tattoos and you know, the culture out there is deeply involved in tattoos. So I really appreciated that. But the dopest thing about that is backtrack to something else that we talked about that you get to actually like work with Kyla Pratt and you know, that's one-on-one. Did you, did you, did that ever resonate with no. you? No. So I didn't know meaning like, okay, when Black Ink Crew Compton was greenlit and he told us we have to go to Compton to shoot and meet the cast, I was super excited to meet Kyla Pratt finally and work with her in some capacity. But for our shoot, Kyla Pratt wasn't there. Oh, so God. that was that. So I didn't oh. meet Kyla Pratt, but I love her, her husband, KP. He is super dope. But yeah, honestly, I love all of the Black Ink Crew cast. Like the Compton cast is hella cool. Um, the New York cast, like that's the homies. I see them out in the streets all the time. And Chicago, like I said, I love them. But I think the Black Ink Crew cast members are just definitely more like down to earth than all of the Love Hip Hop cast. <laughs> so you would say, without me having to ask you which which you prefer working with, you would just say that the Black Ink Crew is more down to earth and easy to work with. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's probably because, you know, it's, it's so much with the hip hop, the, the rappers and the artists and all that. It's 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 crazy with the love of hip hop. And I get draped off every week. I watch it. No disrespect to you. I'm like, I'm not watching this anymore. And then next week I'm to it. I can't wait to see why the father is going to run away on. What is that? Is that tonight? Black Ink Crew? That's, Chicago? that's Black Ink Crew. Yeah. That's well, New York. Well, shout out to the amazing job that you're doing with those shows. And um, outside of those shows. You are a creator. Um, your baddies and brunch thing. I remember we were having brunch at um, Soho House. What was which one is that? Dumbo. And, yeah, um, Dumbo House. You posted. You took a picture, which you weren't supposed to be taking. By the way, you're not supposed to be taking pictures. And um, whatever, I don't care. You're not supposed to be taking pictures in Soho House. Um, but you, you know, you, you posted it, it. You posted it on your baddies and brunch site. So exactly. Um, what is and what are baddies that brunch? brunch? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Elaborate. What no, is it? okay. Baddies at brunch. Um, it just started out as me going to brunch with my friends. Simple enough, right? But people started to always comment on my brunch content, like, "Oh my god, you're always out with cute girls. You always going to brunch. Like, you're so lit." Blah blah blah. And I was like, <laughs> you honestly, say blah, blah, like, blah, like you don't like it. You love it. You love it. No, like, I, you know, it's just like, whatever. It's all like, um, people's perspective. But anyway, so I was like, I do love brunch because I think brunch is a time to link up with friends that you haven't seen all week because everyone's busy working and it's early enough to like day drink and then still come home, get to bed early, you know, cook dinner. I think brunch is the perfect time for anyone over like 30 plus that has like other things to do. So, yes. So 
I decided to brand it as Betty's Dead Brunch. Um, so me and my homegirls, we go out and we eat brunch. It's really pretty simple. People think it's like the Women's Empowerment Collective. And <laughs> honestly, like, I have dreams for it to be bigger than what it is. Like, I want to do sponsored brunches and just bring people together. But it's not going to be like a panel of women trying to teach another woman how they should be, you know, living their life. Right, I have right. no interest in doing that. I kind of just want to have a great time. Um, men are definitely allowed to come. It's not excluded to just women. Um, and then I had one event uh, last year in the spring. Hopefully I have another one this spring. Um, but I had one event in New York, and it was, like, self-funded. I did it on my own. Um, and I had a DJ, and I rented out this restaurant. We had brunch. And it was so many guys that came out. It was honestly more guys than girls because the guys knew that I would have quality women there. Uh -uh. I thought that was like really like something like I kind of like looked at that like okay this is a thing like I need to work on marketing it and um, focusing on the mission statement for the brunch because I feel like I could low-key be a matchmaker and provide (laughs) quality like for real like homegirl hooking me up is a thing. Listen you are you are treading like crazy waters because you're starting to sound like a madam. Like you don't want to jump into right. the, you don't, you don't want to jump into the like matchmaking the, yeah, you don't want to, cause then it gets to I like, being a madam. I feel like that gets, can be a, be a very gets, profitable side hustle. It gets, I mean, you know, especially what was going on right now, you know, pimping, they never did, but I'm just, no, let's stop. Let's stop. Oh my God. <laughs> I think it might be my calling to be honest. To be a pimp? Not a pimp. I'm going to be a connector. I'm connecting okay. <laughs> two people together. That's something that's a void in my community. It's a void. I have so many friends, as you mentioned, and they're all single and lonely. And I'm like, I can figure this out. I can help y'all. You know what's so my crazy? brunches? You can find your wife at one of my brunches. Yeah. You know, the, the crazy thing about that connected thing, I do that a lot now, and I get that. I'm not going to front. It's very beneficial, especially for people. Um, like us that work in a similar like similar industries, a lot of times you find people that are afraid or just yeah, it's just afraid. They're just afraid to really connect people because they have this dog eat dog mentality that they don't want to see someone else get further than them in whatever arena that they're in or for whatever reason. But that's so whack. Like we're all like, especially what we're doing, we're all young black and we're all great at what we're doing, and it's like. We need to empower each other. And I got this from like Johnny. You know Johnny Nunes? Do you know him personally? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, kind of, sort of. He doesn't know me, but when I first moved here, I worked on a project with him. But continue. He does this so well. And sometimes some people may get aggravated by it. Like anytime he, like, he, he'll see me out or wherever or see anybody out, he's taking his pictures, of course. And he'll be like, yo, Steph, yo, Steph, you know Heather? Y'all know Heather? Hold on, hold on. Heather, come here. Yo, this Steph, this Steph Flossy DJ, boom, 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 this Heather. She's a producer, boom, boom, boom. Y'all need to connect. All right, take a picture, boom. And then now me and you are stuck in a position like, oh, well, hey, Heather, hey, Steph. Y'all, right, like, yeah, let's let's connect. And he does that all the time. So I try to do that as much as possible now because that's, you know, that's what it's about. Especially with a lot of stuff we do. Our talent gets us a lot of places and takes us far, but it's mm-hmm. a lot. It's a lot about who we know. I've I've gotten a, a million gigs just based off of people knowing me. You know what I'm saying and vouching for me and things like that. Yeah, yes. I'm trying to get like you. That's uh, the goal. No, no, you you already got it. I mean, you know, you got to connect from. You know, I'm just a little little guy from Cleveland. You got New Orleans under your belt. Um, New York. What did you say to me the other day? New York, New York, Leans. What, what was New it? York Leanians. New York Leanians. Is it enough people in New York to have a New York Leanians like thing going on? Yeah, it's a collective. It's a lot of us. Um, New York Leanians is a collective of everyone that's from New Orleans who lives in New York, and we have Facebook groups. Oh, this is a Instagram. Thing. This is a real it's thing. It's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> Facebook. Facebook group, Instagram, um, we have group chats where we just stay connected with one another. Like, you know, we talk about New Orleans shit. We share recipes. We plan outings together. I eventually want to grow that into a big party as well. So I have, you know, I have visions for both of my brands and I need to, like, figure out how to make them bigger than what they are. But the New York Minions one is so dope because we're all, like, moved here to work on our careers. And we popping like collectively, we're still popping. 
I was going to ask you that. So two questions. I want to backtrack to your brunch. What 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 kind of brunch do you prefer? Um, do you prefer like a, a super lit brunch with like a, a DJ and it's turned, or do you prefer more relaxed, you know, semi lit, maybe some music in the background, but not really bottle service and things like that. Which brunch do you prefer? Um, honestly, I think it's kind of hard. Like people always ask me, like, when is the next Betty's Day brunch? And I'm like, it's hard as hell. Um, because I'm trying to find a venue that I want is dope. Two, the food has to be great. And three, the vibes have to be perfect. And it's like hard to find all three. That's kind of been my dilemma. But um, I'm a foodie, so the food has to come first. And a lot of the places in New York with good food are like mom and pop stop shops or like, you know, hole in the walls that can't really house a Betty set brunch. So I'm a food girl. Forget the party. The food not good, then... It's kind of like, why am I here? I can party anywhere, you know? Well, that's the world. That's the <laughs> Yeah. Ultimately, I want to combine all of this. Like, where is a place I can get good food? The venue is spacious enough so I don't feel all cramped and crowded. And the vibes are dope, you know? So I haven't found it yet. But I'm looking. If anyone is listening to this that can send me some recommendations, please do. But the food comes first. I like so, the yeah. I like the I like the brunches that start off at a what's what's brunch time eleven to three or something like that. I like brunches that are yeah. traditional brunch times, and then that can transition into a party that ends maybe like around nine or ten. I like that because I like to be able to sit down and actually eat. I don't really need super loud music while I'm eating. Now after I'm I don't eating, need that either. Like after I'm finished eating, so that's what you should do. Uh, look into that. <clears throat> Have you know we're gonna have sit down food from this time to this time, and then we're gonna turn this thing up from this time to this time. You can yeah. have you but can nine have nine o'clock. That's too late. That no, I'm saying like eight. You could cut it off at eight. You could. All right, oh my eight. god! If we starting at twelve, it needs to be over like four. <laughs> well, that's the I, I, you gotta pace yourself. You can you can't. There's no way you're gonna ask people to eat and party and only give them four hours. That's the drama black people. Y'all don't know how to be on time for shit, okay? Are they like that in New York, too? They're not like that in New York, too. Yes, yes, Are they like is. that in New Orleans? Any, anyway, anytime I make an invite, I always tell people, like, the time, say the time is 3 o'clock, the actual reservation is going to be at 4 o'clock. <laughs> Yo, so Cle- people are late. I love to be on time. Yo, a nightclub in Cleveland, Ohio, doors open at 10 o'clock, it's over at 2 o'clock. I've seen mm-hmm. the cl- I've seen people start rolling in and get it packed at like one twenty, like it'll be like That's slow. ridiculous. It's it'll, like come on, what are y'all doing? What are ridiculous. y'all doing? Like, why waste that outfit and then make up and all that shit? <laughs> now, Just, as, uh, as a New York lenient, am I saying it right? New York lenient, yeah. As a New York lenient, do you find yourself like? Man, I miss New Orleans. I like I want to be back there all the time. Or, or have you f- pretty much fully adapted to your situation and everything in New York? No, I miss home every day. Like I would love to move back home. I want a house. I want a backyard. I want a washer and dryer. I want a car. I want a garage. <laughs> <laughs> like I love home. I miss home. Um, being from New Orleans and having the goal of moving back home is what motivates me to figure out my side hustle so I can have multiple streams of income so that I can own property in New York and New Orleans. So New York lenience is always about connecting the dot back home. Um, I would love to be involved at home as much as possible with a lot of things that they have going on. So yes, I miss home every day. I do want to move back there. I just don't know what that looks like right now or when that will happen, but it is a goal of mine. Uh, shout out to um shout out to New Orleans. I have some amazing friends um you know down and from New Orleans. Shout out to my brother Brennan. Um shout out to my brother Chase and Cash. Yeah, speaking of Chase and Cash, yo, so um you know Ch- yeah, you know Chase and Cash, right? We talked yeah. about this, right? Yeah, I know shout out Brennan as yeah, well. Yeah, shout out to my brother uh Larry Morrow. Um if you're listening to this, his restaurant is still delivering and uh takeout. No, uh, they're not anymore. Are they not? Don't get people to face moves. No, I just saw a post last this past well last week. I thought it was well. I guess not. Well, it was, but not anymore. Okay, he'll be back open soon. But um, speaking of New Orleans, so with everything that's going on with COVID nineteen, I I remember you know I've been talking about it. I've been telling people stay in the house. 
And one thing that I've realized is um, it's a lot of people are hard headed. A lot of people, uh, for whatever reason, um, a lot of times I think it may be like just some people really don't, you know, you don't really understand what people have going on at home. So being at home sometimes is a struggle for a lot of people. They, they're not happy with their home situation. A lot of time there may be some abuse situations or whatever. It's, it's a lot. I don't mind staying at home, but a lot of people can't be still for whatever reason. And um, I remember seeing Chase and Cash make this tweet. And, um, and I was like, yo, I didn't really think about that. He was like, yo, you know, everybody's tripping. He said it, you know, better than I'm going to say it, but like everybody's tripping about COVID-19 and all of that. And I could tell you guys have never really had to like have gone through anything. Like I went through Katrina. This is nothing compared to what happened with Katrina. And I was like, yo, I never really even thought about like a situation like that and you know with, with people and families being um displaced and you know deaths and as well as disease and uh, just lack of uh lack of um resources and things like that uh from the united states government at the time and i was like yo this is crazy people from new orleans that moved and never came back like were you were you down there and was that 2005 yeah, I was a senior in uh, in high school. In New Orleans? I was senior in high school in New Orleans. It was a very tragic <laughs> um, time. But yep, I was there. Mm -hmm. So what was that What was that like with the, with the hurricane on the way? Was the news like, um, because as you know, I wasn't down there, but like was the news really like you guys, um, you have to evacuate the city? And was it that easy to evacuate the city or was it harder than what someone like me would think it would be because I wasn't there. Um, I will say that New Orleans, like we are used to having hurricanes come to the city and we're uh -huh. used to them like not being, you know, as devastating as Katrina was. So it'll be like, you know, rain will lose power or whatever. So in my 17 years of growing up in New Orleans, we've had hurricanes and I probably only evacuated maybe like twice. Um, and then I evacuated and nothing really too crazy happened, you know? Right. And, like, people had a bad habit of, like, staying put to weather the storm. Um, right. And it became a habit not knowing that Katrina would be a different beast that we wasn't able to really prepare for. And I remember we were going to stay in New Orleans. And I remember, like, being in the nail shop and watching the news and they were saying, like, oh, it's a mandatory evacuation. But I remember only it being mandatory, like, say we had, like, maybe a two-day notice, um, mandatory evacuation. So when I heard that, I told my mom that, like, we have to leave. It's mandatory. And she kind of still was on the fence about it, like, oh, we'll be okay. And then I think, like, some of my aunts and uncles called. and was like, no, we're all leaving. My mom was like, okay, we can leave. But my dad, he's so stubborn. Oh, my God. My dad was like, I'm going to stay. And so oh, my wow. dad decided to stay to, like, watch the house or something crazy like that. And I recall us getting on the highway to leave. The traffic was nonstop, bumper to bumper. And we were in traffic for, like, three hours. Where were you and going? And then on the radio, I was going to um, Lake Charles, Louisiana. That's where my brother was in college at McNeese State. So we were going to go visit him. And Lake Charles is three hours away from New Orleans. Mind you, I was in traffic for three hours. And I only reached like Metairie, which is like Metairie from my house at the time was a 20 minute drive. Oh, wow. And I was in traffic for three hours. And on the radio, they kept emphasizing, you know, how important it was to evacuate. So I was really nervous. So I told my mom to turn around out of traffic to get my dad. And I'm lucky that I did because something in me told me to go get my dad. And we went, we turned around after being in traffic to go get him. We forced him to come with us, and luckily we did because we came back to our house in eight feet of water, so oh, it worked out. Geez. Yeah, so we got him, and then we had to get back in the traffic, and it took us, I want to say, 16 hours to get to Lake Charles, which is usually a three-hour trip. It was crazy. Oh. Like, I remember so much of shit, like, people walking on the highway, people running out of gas. Like, people just started walking on the highway because it was, like, quicker to get whatever going and staying in traffic. It was wild. It was, like, a wild sight to see. 
Yo, that's and to experience. That's crazy. I like I could I couldn't I couldn't even imagine. I remember, of course, you know what we saw on TV and um how devastating that was. But like to be in it and to actually have to go through it, it's like sheesh. Like yeah, so I only had three outfits. It was crazy. Like I packed three days of outfits. I mean, I packed off last year, but you know, three oh, days of outfits. Go. I knew you was going <laughs> <laughs> to say something like that. I packed three outfits thinking I'll be right back home. Like I went, I wasn't really thinking twice about it, and just like those three outfits, I wind up, I didn't wind up going back home to see my house, you know, underwater. I think we went back like a month later or something like that. Wow. Um, we went back to go see our house before it was like legally okay to go see your house, and it was right. like crazy. Like that shit was like, uh, I am legend. Like it was wow. That's that's insane. So um. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what time of the year was that? Was that September or, <clears throat> excuse me? It was when? August. It was August uh, 25th. Yeah. So were you, were you on your way to, were you on your way to college or was you going into your senior No, that year? was my senior year. So my senior oh. year was fucking ruined. Like oh, all wow. of the things you do when you're a senior, like, you know, prom and all this other shit. Like it was just a wrap. But um, I remember not wanting to like finish high school because like I was this place. And I had to go to high school in the cities that I was in. And I didn't, like, want to go to a new school. And I missed my friends. You know, all typical feelings. The first yeah. school I went to, the kids hated me. Like, it was, they called me refugee, all this type of oh, stuff. Man. And I And I remember telling my mom that I want to get my GED. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, fuck school. Like, I want to get my GED. <laughs> and she was just like, uh, no. And I was like, yes. So we had a big fight about me going back to high school, but eventually I went back to high school and I graduated and I went to Clark Atlanta for college. Wow, that's a, that's an amazing story. Now with that, I, I brought that up because do you have some kind of feelings like Jason Cash has? Like he said, like, yo, I've been through kind of worse, worse. than this. Like, yeah. do, do you have that feeling as well? I think um, people from New Orleans are <clears throat> super resilient. Like, um, I feel like I can endure a lot because I did go to Katrina and Katrina, like no matter how much I can tell the story, I don't think anyone will feel the way that people felt like seeing right. their family on the bridge and like, you know, like people were looting and like just things you have to really like survive. Like, you went from living a somewhat normal life to like having to fight for life and survive. And it was like crazy the things that I saw and witnessed during that time. So it definitely made me stronger and more resilient person. So things like this, I try not to panic. I try just to like know that we'll get through it if we all stick together and follow the damn instructions. But I am at a sense of peace. I think what will happen will happen. And I don't try to worry about things that I cannot change. And I definitely cannot change this. I can only do my part, you know. At all. Um, and speaking of like, you know, people staying at home. And I'm um, doing what they're supposed to do. Yo, what's what's wrong with you guys in New York? Why can't y'all just sit down? Like, what is going on? In the, what's your governor? Who's your governor? Kumo, Andrew Kumo. Kumo, yeah, he's like. I, by the way, I love when he's arguing with his brother on CNN. I love that. Yeah, I, me too. I, I think he needs to implement a mandatory like lockdown situation for New York. Like, y'all are really not listening. Y'all are kind of worse than Florida. At this point, like, what was what's the issue? Like, I don't what? know if that's true. I mean, honestly, I don't know because I'm inside. Like, I go outside to get coffee and I go outside to work out, but the park is directly next door to my house. Um, other than that, I haven't, I can't tell you what's going on, but uh, I don't know. He said he's not shutting the city down because people need to get to work and excuse me, like to work, like the you know, the medical people and people that right, work right. for MTA and all of that. So you can't really shut the trains down if people need of to get course, to work. Yeah, you can't do that. So I don't know, like, the pedestrians, how will they force them to stay inside unless they put, like, National Guards on every corner and be like, don't leave your house. So I don't really know. So what's going on in New Orleans? What is the governor down there in Louisiana? Um, do they have any kind of mandates or anything? Like, has your family let you know what's going on down there? Well, in New Orleans, it's pretty wild. Like, New Orleans is one of the most rapidly uh, growing cases in Louisiana. And I just saw on CNN that a pastor from a church held church service the other day with over a thousand people, like an oh, idiot. Oh, come on. Come on. Yes. Man. And it made national news because he said that the God is going to heal oh, I don't them. Do that. Oh, don't do my that. God. Don't, 
Yo, so black, Louisiana. Black people are so wow. Black people, I love, I love my black people and our religion, like our religious, um, you know, feelings. And all, but yo, black people, when it comes to religion, black people are so wild because we we put we do everything and say it, we just like yo, God is gonna fix this. But like in the Bible, like there there there's a passage that said faith without works is dead. So you can't just believe God is just gonna fix everything if you're not gonna put forth any effort towards having that thing fixed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's so crazy. Right. It's really ridiculous, but, so that's embarrassing to see Louisiana people act like that. But um, in New Orleans, it's really, really bad. In Louisiana, the whole state is, like, one of the top cities. So it's really alarming because my mom feels like she has the virus. Um, and she took a test, but they told her it's going to take 11 days, which is ridiculous for the results. So I don't know. But it is kind of scary. A big shout out to Cleveland Clinic. So we're doing some amazing things as far as um, COVID-19 up here. We have like tests that you could get back within um, like eight to 10 hours right now. So, I, I you know, we, we've been blessed up here to um, have like one of the top two um, hospitals in the world. So I, I'm, I'm so blessed for that. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, saying, I'm sorry that, you know, about like every other, you know, like city and state, they, they can't have these kind of uh, medical advancement because it sucks. Everyone, I think, honestly, because my mother's a hypochondriac and I, I, I check on her every day. And, um, but like she, you know, she's like, she was feeling, of course she started feeling bad. And I'm like, oh God, I'm like, but then I'm just like, we'll just stay in the house and boom, boom, boom. She actually went and got tests and they said that she was negative. But uh, I think, honestly, it's like a lot of older people anything that's going on happen with them a cough or anything right now they're going to be like they're going to worry themselves to death like, this is true and I, I think we need to implement something so that they won't worry themselves to death like you know like our, our celebrities and everybody they're getting tested whenever they want to get tested you know it's so many celebrities that's like I, I have it or I don't have it but then like you know the the um, you know the common common citizen can't get a, a, a readily available test but you know i tell everybody i tell you too if you if you feel like you may have it or have encountered it just stay in the house i mean all we got to do is just stay in the house and you know you know it, uh, it i know work. i just wonder when this is going to end you know like I'm, the I'm way done. it's going i feel like it's not going to end soon but i'm, I'm to done with it i've done i'm done with 2020 like you i think we might as well just get ready for 2021 because even if this does, even if this does end in the next month, a couple months or whatever, I still don't want to be around anybody for a few more months after that. And it sucks because I'm like a hugger. I have to stop hugging people now. I don't even know if I want to like shake people's hands. What's going to happen? Is this our new life? I'm doing deep DJs. Are, yeah. DJs are doing don't DJ sets online. DJs are doing DJ sets online. Are the clubs going to ever open back up? What's is this it? What if this is life? Oh, it's not life. Don't be dramatic. We'll be right fine. I think the fall will be so lit and popping. My birthday is in the fall. Oh, so I hopefully I figure out how to make that into a big thing. <laughs> you got to have a baddies of brunch celebration. Yes, yeah, like we back what, outside. <laughs> well, we we got we to gotta start working on that. Now, now that you are cooped in the house working on everything that you have with your VH1 shows, um, you are an entrepreneur as well. And creator, um, besides Baddies of Brunch, are there any, is there anything else that you could tell us about that you are working on that we can make sure, I can make sure I check out, as well as, you know, followers and listeners, make sure they check out? No, I think Baddies of Brunch and New York Lanians are my two major, like, initiatives that I want to work on branding it and growing them, and also Homegirl Heather, which is just me. But hopefully I launch, um, I'm working on a website so I can house all of my content and my original ideas in one place so people be like um who's homegirl have and what does she do you can go on my website and check it out so it's not just my instagram page you know <laughs> and anybody that's um anybody that's in the that's in college or in high school or either out of school right now that want want to get into producing um in a capacity that you are um, with VH1, um, like you said, you went to college and this was kind of your thing that you've always wanted to do. So you had your mindset that you wanted to be in digital. You wanted to be in, um, in this world. Um, mm -hmm. is there, 
Is there any advice that you could give to anybody that wants to be in this world? Because this world is actually popping right now. And I think because I think as a result of everything that's going on, it's only going to get, you know, increase in poppingness. So I agree. Um, It's so funny that you mentioned that because when I was like in college, I I was told to do digital media because like digital is going to grow within the next 10 years because I always want to be like on the radio and do things like that, be in front of the camera. And they were like, oh, that platform, that medium is going to die. Like digital content is the way to go because that's like the future. Hold so on, hold on. Smart and, like, Before you continue, radio is never going to die. Big shout out to radio. We, oh are, we are essential we are employees right now. I just want to know, let you know radio is so important right now. We get the messages out to everybody about staying in the house washing their hands uh we're giving them the best music in the world that they want to hear radio is still so so important to the world but we are really transitioning a lot of radio old over to our online as well as you know digital exactly as well as streaming you know my point all right yeah i just want i had to stick up for streaming radio, radio transition to streaming but all of it to say i was taught that in college and i kind of stuck with that advice and i want to give everyone the advice that uh spike lee gave me when I asked him for advice when I was in college and his advice to me was work your ass off. It was like so simple and to the point as you know, everyone knows like Lee's personality. And I was just like, when he told me that I was like, okay, obviously, but it stuck <laughs> with me. It stuck with me. And that was like some dope advice from him because I have worked my ass off and I can, and I'm going to continue to do so. So I think, you know, working in this space is not easy at all, but it's definitely rewarding because you get to see like your videos, you know, go crazy or go viral or whatever. So you get to like see the return of your labor. So I think that's dope. But yeah, work your ass off. Try to find someone that's in it so you can talk to them um, and trust the process. No, not everyone's journey will be the same. So, you know, not everyone interned their way to the top. Not everyone worked at like these dope companies. Not everyone went to college, you know. I always feel like right. if I didn't go to college, I'll be further along in this industry because I'll have more experience. So I think just trust your own process and you'll figure it out for real. Before we get up out of here, um, like I said before, I met you as I met you as a result of um, another friend, my guy Rodney. So Rodney, if you're tuned in right now, I just want you to uh, I want to thank you for introducing us, but I want you to also know that. Heather, you kind of fronted on Rodney. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to forget that. Like, you told, what? Me, you told me Rodney was not. You told me the other kid was your favorite. Um, what did you intern. say? Your favorite intern. You said Rodney was a close second. I think that's disrespectful. Rodney should be number one. No, Rodney was like my most amazing intern um, when I first met Rodney, and I worked at Complex. But then. A new kid came like four years ago named Harrison, and he's amazing. We're not gonna talk about the new kid, but it's different because Rodney and I became friends. So it's different. Right. Like we were like around the same age, so like me being like his quote unquote manager was like hilarious, and we became friends, and we're still friends to this day. He gave me reservations at Carbone, so Rodney uh. is like that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Look at young Rodney, God, I love it. That's that's, yeah, an, that's an amazing quote. Once again, shout out to Rodney uh, for making this happen. Heather, you are amazing. I, I appreciate, it and I, I'm so thankful that I've been able to, you know, meet you um, and become, you know, such good friends with you. It's been like four years now, three, three, yeah, three, three I or think four, three or four years, th- three or four years now. I I could genuinely call you a really, really good friend of mine. Yo, the, yo, remember the one event we went to. Who did you who did you end up meeting you took a picture with? And, uh Phaedra. Oh my god. I've been trying to figure out who that was for so long. That's Phaedra. Is she she's Phaedra. not on your show? She's not on your show. No, no. She was on um Real Housewives of Atlanta. That was so funny. We were the only black people at that party. Oh my god, it was such a random uh it was what, what, random what was party. It? What was it like Grammy week or something? What was going on? It was a Grammy week. It was a Grammy week and we went to see uh what's his name? The oh, it was Uzi, Uzi. It concert. Was Uzi. Yeah, I got invited. Yeah, we got invited to the Uzi, and then it was like some guy that like tells you how to. Oh, I, I'm following him. He gives great advice too. The airline guy. Yeah, the know, points guy. I follow yeah, him the too. Points, yeah, the points guy. He does get some good. So that was a, a, 
a great uh, a, a great trip. Yeah, but you met Phaedra. She's the lawyer, right? Lawyer with the big mm-hmm. All right, so yes. I, I still have that picture. I'll probably use that picture when I'm posting this podcast. Oh, my the- God. That picture is not that cute. What the hell? <laughs> I'm sure we got some good pictures together. But, Heather, I'm going to let you get to you. You got to go work out, right? Yeah, I might not do it, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> and, and you got a show about to come on, right, like in like the next 17 minutes. I'm, I'm gearing up to watch um, Black Ink Crew Chicago. So... I'm excited to uh, watch that. Not Chicago, it's New York. New York, New York. I'm sorry, but they—they they, he was—he was last the last preview. He was talking about Chicago because they're about to be at some event, and I think he's mad at Ryan because of that because uh, of Kitty or something like yeah. that. Dude and his yeah. feelings, and you know, I shouldn't even know this much about it. I feel so bad. I, I, you know more than me. I, I, I feel so bad. Yo, Heather, I love you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate your time. With this, thanks uh, for having me. Don't be a stranger, okay? I mean, what else we got to do? I know this is true. (laughs) I'll see you on house party. All right, I'll see you on house party. I'll talk to you later. Later. All right, bye.